and welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Erin Hensley. And I'm Julia Callahan, and we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired in 1998. Join us for this spoiler-filled podcast as we break down season five and discuss season six. Hey, here we are. Yeah. (laughs) Can't believe it. I can't believe it. I can't believe we're done with season five. I know. It's funny. It was such a weird roller coaster Mm because like after season four, that was just so fucking dark and sad and like oh my god it was it was painful to watch each week Mm -hmm. yeah this one like not so not painful to watch each week but every episode i like literally I, i was thinking the other day i was like i can't remember i can't remember a bunch of these episodes already and we just talked about i totally them. agree with you <laughs> yeah like i'll sit down to watch an episode and i'm like what happened last, last week, week. <laughs> and i can't listen to the pod it's like longer than just watching the episode yeah, totally. right <laughs> but i have to like read the wikipedia summary yeah. and be like oh right, 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 right. okay and this is, should i edit this? this is totally wrong <laughs> But yeah, I definitely, there's no like iconic episodes other than like Mitch, Mitch's funeral. An appetite for destruction, I would say. Yeah, totally. But like, they're not like, those are like iconic in different ways. I think they're not iconic in the way in which like every other season has an iconic episode that we all are like oh my god yeah totally yeah totally like there's not there's none of that yeah and like you know obviously we have like a personal iconic episode with hotel new hampshire but i don't know if that's like generally accepted as show me what to do (laughs) it's such a good episode (laughs) it is a good episode you know like even you know, even just, without the show me what to do yeah yeah despite like our like you know connection to it it uh-huh. still is actually a pretty good episode but yeah I, you know I, I was surprised at how much I liked season five yeah yeah mm-hmm. totally I mean I still maintain like they should have Jen and Dawson should have dated for a lot longer in I season totally five I totally agree and I think like and I think the way they got together was great like yeah. I think it was awesome and I think it felt so organic and natural and that's why it kind of sucked that like the way they broke up felt so rushed and mm-hmm. shitty because like yeah and it's similar to Gretchen where like it kind of it, it does feel organic that him and Gretchen got together in the way the show portrays it but like when you scope it out you're like that doesn't make any sense right She's like 21 and he's 17. Like it, right. it just doesn't make any sense, you know? Yeah. Whereas like this one, they like kind of, it, it's a similar vibe, but it does make sense. Yeah, exactly. Like you're like right there with it. Yeah. And I just think it, it, it's such a, it was such a missed opportunity because like, it's the same as Joey and Pacey where it's like, oh, it's been under our nose this whole time. Like when it right. happens, you know, in season right. three, you're like, oh, my God. Like, like what? oh, my God. And let me go back and watch because like, yeah. Oh, right. This actually has been here this whole time. Totally. Hasn't it? Yeah. And so if they had done like a, you know, great Berlanti boss move yeah. and been like, OK, hear us out. Like Dawson's yeah. soulmate is really Jen and really like sold us on that. Like, w- I feel like we we would season five would be like a totally different experience I agree. you know even though like I said I did like it I think it would be like oh my god you know? right especially since like the episodes that have like not that much Joey in it because they didn't know what to do with her it's good you know and so seeing yeah. Dawson and Jen together is good you yeah. know and it would have been cool if we could have had like Joey having to navigate like being sidelined totally you know and like trying to figure out like if Jen is really her friend 
and like how could she be friends with jack if her, you know mm-hmm. in that like and just it would have been so there's so many missed stories that could have happened I obviously agree. um but we didn't write it so we that's true we did not Okay, so thank you everyone for your listener questions. We're going to get to some of them. Mm -hmm. Um, First off, this is from Aaron. Um, I'm up to date with the podcast. I was wondering if you both hate Chad Michael Murray as an actor or person in general or just in his role in Dawson's Creek. If in general, just curious why. I'm not a super big fan of his role in Dawson's Creek, but I do like him in other stuff. Hmm. I... (laughs) I kind of don't have any feelings about Chad Michael Murray. Same. I like, I hate him. I hate Charlie as a character. I think he's plays it fine. Yeah. I hate Tristan in Gilmore Girls as a character. I think he plays it fine. Totally. I didn't really watch One Tree Hill. Like I've seen some episodes, but yeah. I, I feel like I can't really speak to that. Mm-hmm. And then did he do anything else? <laughs> I'm not, I think he might be on a show now, but I, oh, okay. I, I haven't really followed his career. Yeah. He's not one of those. I just kind of don't care. Like I think there's a place for him. Hmm. It's great. You yeah. know, it's like, whatever. Like, you know, everyone has their teen heartthrob that they follow. And, from you know, show it's just age. Yeah. Like, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I, I actually don't have a personal opinion on him. I think, like, if he had just been the first iteration of Charlie, I would think he was great in the way that, like, I like Drew, you know? Right. I, I Like, I think that that storyline, it's fucked up what they do to Jen, but it also is cool that she gets to like fuck this guy and have fun. And like she, her, she has like a more authentic college experience, especially compared to Joey, who has like the most sketchy situation with her professor. And she thinks he's going to like date her I when agree. he's just going to fuck her and never talk to her again and like torment her in class. You yeah. Know? Like it was just such like a toxic setup that we had to see for joey whereas jen gets to have like a little bit of fun of course they're like not too much fun yeah we gotta punish her for having all that great sex yeah but like but like you here's know. a little bit but then also it felt authentic for like that like jen's journey and like just as and an just audience like for being a college kid totally as an audience you're like i totally buy it this hot guy is a total scumbag yeah right sold. there with you you know i think that say no more <laughs> the real hatred comes in as the like character has then brought back and yeah. then like you know it's hard even i mean it must be hard to be a guest actor to commit to a character sure you know and then the show itself rewrites that character well because like for if the it, guest actor right if it had ended if charlie's storyline had ended at appetite for destruction when mm-hmm. he brings her his whatever that yeah. thing is the shirt um like fine like th- i would have been like great i mean chad michael murray plays a great douche you know yeah. like we learned that on gilmore girls come yeah back you know to like to- like be a thing for jen Right. You know, like or a, be a problem for a, him, Jen and Dawson exactly. or whatever. Like totally fine. If you have a contract with a certain amount of episodes yeah. and it's like, I feel that, that like every single person that seems like we're a guest star that they had a contract. So like Sherilyn Fenn has a three episode arc. Yeah. Ken Marino has a whatever set six or eight episode arc. Yeah. Chad Michael Murray has like an eight episode arc or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, fine. Totally. That's fine. But like the problem is, is that it seems like you didn't know what to do with any of these people. I know. And like, you just were like, okay, we're going to like get this person in. And like, presumably you saw Ken Marino on the state and like, that's why you brought him in Mm -hmm. because like y'all were like the rest of us watching the state on MTV. And like, this is fucking 
fucking hilarious. Totally. And then you brought him in for this. Yeah. You saw Sherilyn Fenn on Twin Peaks and then you brought her in for this. I know. You saw, you saw, you know, Chad Michael Murray on Gilmore Girls and then uh, and like this makes the most sense totally but then the second half of it is where it's just like what the fuck like and it's not that i don't think that like douchey dudes can change like they absolutely can and do it's that they don't change that quickly well even if they do like that part doesn't like i don't really care about that part as much as i care about the fact it's fucked up that joey is doing this right you know what i mean like and we don't address that yes like that's the biggest problem to me personally like i don't care like whatever he changed fine whatever i don't i just i cannot care about that the fact that joey like pursues this yeah doesn't have a conversation with jen at all yeah and like the way in which it all plays out, it just feels like she's doing it to fuck over Jen, you know? And like that part to me is like, it's fucked up broadly, but then it's fucked up because the show is like, no, Joey's perfect though. Right. Jen deserved it. Right. Cause she fucked Dawson. And it's like, (laughs) get out of here. What? Yeah. That's not how it's not a tit for tat like that. So wild, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, like I just don't have like Chad Michael Murray to me isn't a draw, but he's not someone who I would be like, I don't fuck with that. Yeah. You know, like there are people where I'm like, I can't watch that. I don't know. Like a Bradley Cooper. I'm like, it's a tough sell for me. Mm -hmm. It's a tough. Bryce Dallas Howard for me. Yes. Oh my (laughs) God. That's gonna, I won't even see a movie. It's not even a tough sell. It's going to be a no for me, dog. She is terrible. Terrible. Oh my god. <laughs> I know. Oh my. She's so bad. I know. Oh I god. I, I just remember. Maybe I didn't know she was in one of the newer um, Jurassic Parks, oh. and I went and saw it, and I was just like, she pops up on screen, and I was like, oh god. <gasps> and she's so bad. She's really terrible. She's so bad. Yeah. And I was like, what have I done? I Girl, knew. Laura Dern. You're gonna I know. Like, oh my. We're replacing god. Laura Dern. Mm. Oh my God. You're right. She's so bad. I know. Yeah. So there's some people that I'm just like, it's no, no, thank you. But Chad, Michael Murray, I just have no feelings about. Yeah. 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 He's just like, he's fine. Yeah. Whatever. Um, okay. This is from Chris. Okay. Um, it's a broad question, not just from season five. Okay. I'm a new fan of Dawson's Creek and the podcast and the Dawson's critique podcast. Um, welcome. I have been simultaneously watching the series for the first time and listening to the recap and analysis of most episodes. Though I've only watched through season three at this point, I appreciate your attention to race, gender, sexuality, and class issues on the show and look forward to hearing more about these themes in your book. I'm curious your overall thoughts about the show's treatment of race, particularly in episodes 316, where the depiction of racism centers on the actions of a few white middle and upper class individuals rather than the larger system of white supremacy from which these individuals and all white people benefit. Do you think the show ever addresses racism on a more systemic level or even its own exclusion of people of color and queers of color? Again, I've only watched through season three, so I don't know if racial issues come up again in later episodes or if they are explored more in a nuanced way. Um, 
I'm glad that you both discuss Dawson's unbridled white pr- privilege. His unchecked privilege for me reflects not only the time in which the show was made, but also our current moment. Do you think the show meant to make Dawson's unchecked privilege part of its larger message or that it's just me reading into it from a present day mindset? How do you view the show's representa- res- representation of race now compared to when you originally aired? I think the show is never going to get better on race. No. And I think the show doesn't understand, doesn't understand that. Doesn't understand systemic racism. You know, I don't think it, it's, it's just not, Uh, which is frustrating. You know, these people are in Boston. Mm -hmm. It's not like only white people live in Boston. I mean, they already established that Cape side isn't only white people. I know it's majority white, but like they established that there is yeah. black people in it, you know? Yeah. And, and we never, get Nora like, in season five. Delve into like, that. And like, yeah. And then season five we get, and Karen. Uh, you know, Karen and Nora, you know, actresses of color. We don't really delve into the fact that they're, you know, we but, don't talk about it, yeah. you know? And, and it's like, I like that, that we don't have to, you know, make everything about race, obviously, even though like, you know, we, we still need to, and like, you know, just grappling with that. Um, and you know, the way in which we want media to represent real life and not also be like sad stories, you know, about the pain of growing up, not the joy and the baby, right. you know, um, which is the way in which like I struggle with Jack's character a lot of all of his storylines are so painful, you know? So it's like, isn't it so painful to be queer and it's like, or to be gay. And it's like, well, I mean, yes and no, yes and no, you know, it's painful in a different way that it's painful to be a, a, you know, a a straight cis, you know, Mm -hmm. person growing up. Um, and it, you know, it it has all these other levels to it. Um, but like, it also is fun and beautiful and amazing and like wacky and, you know, you build these amazing friendships in the way in which like is universal. Um, I, yeah, I think that in terms of Dawson's privilege, I don't think it was the intention to highlight in the way in which we see it now, Mm -hmm. but it was the intention to show like they, they made the intention to have Joey be poor and Dawson be rich. Right. So in a way that was the intention to at least highlight the way in which your childhood and your sexual awakening is different when you come from a different class, you know? Dawson gets to have sex for the first time with no punishment. Mm-hmm. And then immediately after he gets to have a one night stand with no punishment, with no punishment, you know? And like, of course I want that for everyone. Cause that's you want the same privileges that a privileged person gets across the board. Sure. You know, <laughs> that's the whole point of dismantling systems of oppression is to, um, you know, have a, the same experiences across the board. Uh, but we, we don't see Joey having that experience, right. you know, from her, her class and her background. And even in the terms of like determining when she's ready to have sex, she knows when she's ready, but she, the stakes are so much higher for her because she personally feels like there's more risks involved with her having sex, mm-hmm. you know, whether or not that's true. Like there actually aren't more risks, but there's more like mental, gymnastics of sure. risks you know well she's also seen the way people treat her sister and she's you know she's sort of seen the yeah but the, the risk of pregnancy is universal she doesn't have more risk of pregnancy or no but she's mom. seen that no but she's seen how a society like Cape Side judges her sister so harshly where it will judge people 
you know, of a, a higher class less harshly. It will like kind of allow them to have made a mistake, whether, whether, whatever their, you know, fix on the mistake is, whether it's to keep a baby or to, you know, give that up for adoption or have an abortion or whatever. Like, like she has seen the like harsh punishment and the harsh, just criticism that comes down, Mm -hmm. you know, from these like upper echelons of, of, you know, socioeconomic class. Yeah. See the way in which rich white women tend to make, you know, parenting a choice. So then you can be punishing, you can be punished for, choosing to do that without the resources they perceive you well, need and like instead of creating a system that gives all women the resources to be a mother right to and aid them in mothering you know sure. creating this narrative that like you know well you chose that so and you're wrong because I'm going to tell you how how to be a parent right but also like we see like that there's that scene with her and drew like at the beginning of season four where he's like pointing out all the rich people's like Mm -hmm. proclivities like Mm -hmm. all of them that are cheating on each other and so it's like they're not behaving well Mm -hmm. right and there but there's no judgment cast upon them because they're the ones who get to do the judging Mm -hmm. right like like they get to just kind of like do whatever the fuck they want. And her family gets, I mean, Dawson's the one who slut shames them all. Sure. You know, he's, he's definitely the most judgmental of people's sexual actions, including Joey's, you know? Sure. Um, so yeah, like I, I, yeah, it's just not going to get better and it's, it's frustrating. Yeah. I mean, you know, there are so many things that are of the time, of course. Um, but I think that's one of the things about Dawson's Creek, whether they did it intentionally or inadvertently, that makes it so compelling is it, it is just such a, a exploration in our understanding of the way in which privilege was so closely associated to morality. Mm. And as you watch this show, you're like, I don't know. It almost does its, It almost does the work for us of like dismantling that Mm -hmm. because really who are the people who you know have hardy moral stock sort of I mean for lack of a better term but and like it's not that they don't fuck up and it's not that they don't sometimes have you know like I don't know I don't want to say immoral but like they don't they they sometimes like don't make the best choices and stuff like that yeah and it's like because all of us do yeah and they don't they're but they're not judging other people in the way that they're being judged mm-hmm. you know yeah or not always sometimes they do but not always or even you know not about their own personal judgment they're not being judged in yeah. in the same way like you know Dawson's yeah. allowed to like behave so horrifically at his 16th birthday and his parents still give him a car yeah don't do anything you know yeah. um and and the 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 other characters are still friends with him. Well, I know? mean, and he nearly kills Pacey. Not to just keep bringing that up, but yeah. he nearly kills Pacey. And his dad doesn't his do anything. His dad's on the boat. He's on the boat. He doesn't do anything. Right. So, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. Which, you know, I think maybe is authentic. But, uh, yeah, I definitely don't think that they're going to. And I don't think that they were like, that's what they were setting out to do. Mm-hmm. But, like, doesn't that speak volumes? Definitely, yeah. But, yeah, in terms of the you know portraying race on the show no it's just not gonna get better it's not gonna we're not gonna get into that and like you know I, I think it's hard it's a lot of you know stuffy old people that are gatekeepers for media you know um and so you know we're seeing more now which is amazing yeah but uh not nearly enough definitely yeah and even if there are like 
more if it's like white people and people of color on a show it's like the white people are always the stars still you know or the feature more featured a lot of times yeah so that's fucked up too (laughs) truth you know um I don't know truth Uh, yeah but thank you Mm -hmm. um okay this is from Stephanie okay um I have a comment about season five wrap up and it has to do with Joey and Audrey's dorm experience, which is to say it's not an experience at all. Their first year in residence should have been spent in the dorms, meeting other students on their floor, going to lunch and dinner with them, chilling out in the common room and partying with them in each other's rooms or in other floors, dorms around campus. The writers kept Joey so firmly out of her dorm and in her professor's living room or chasing after high school friends that she never has been particularly invested in besides Dawson. And it's a shame they've missed some incredible opportunities to have her bonding and connecting with multiple students that live three steps away from her down the hallway. Watching her let down her guard around, quote, rich kids that she has so firmly mistrusted in the past and find community with her peers that have been a welcome and wonderful growth for her as a character and so compelling to see. More often than not, the groups of people you meet in residence end up being your key group of friends for the duration of your time at school, and some go on to be lifelong friends as you two can attest to. <laughs> sure, I was going to say, hmm, I know. that sounds familiar. Sure, we get that with Audrey in a sense, but the experience could have definitely been more authentic by keeping her on campus more often. Um, we also missed out on seeing drunk Joey in season five. What a waste. I mean, girl. Yeah, absolutely. I know, totally. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that assessment entirely. I think that, like, I mean, you know, it's weird because, like, we didn't go to an urban campus. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, for us, like, when you were on campus, you were stuck. Yeah. You were on campus. Mm -hmm. And particularly, like, if you were on campus after, what, like, 10 or 11 p.m.? Like, you couldn't get off of the campus. Totally. (laughs) You had to walk a long way through the forest. But the way they portrayed the campus of Worthington, even though it's in Boston, it feels like it's It's like like Harvard-y. Yeah. Yeah. Where like the, the residences like aren't in between the city. They're like on a a grounds, you know? Yeah. But like, it's still because it's in a city, like you can imagine that like, it's pretty easy to get off of the campus. Sure. So like, it is a little bit different than our experience. That's all I'm trying to say. Oh, okay. So, so my thing is like, okay, great. But I agree with you that like, because like, and Joey's on, you know, Joey's like financially, I'm going to guess pretty tight, Mm -hmm. you know? So like, she's got a meal plan that that's what you're eating eating, yeah exactly and so like to me that's like the I guess interesting thing like and that is interesting and that is like where so many of us met so many people Mm -hmm. and like you know we had so many experiences in the in the just in the dining hall yeah I mean where's the Abby Morgan of season five you know like I've complained that like we've had so few minor characters that have an arc be women yeah you know we had we've had so we've got Charlie we've got Oliver we've got like 300 frat bros right you know we we have so, even Toby comes back, you know, we have so many male, uh, Danny, uh, so many male characters, fucking professor Wilder, geez. Um, and then there's no like real, like there's the small arcs for Alex is a, 
is the what third female character to be on here right we have it's like so nora karen alex she's so wild you know and i guess like we get amy who's just like there to like fuck dawson you know oh yeah um forgot about amy already (laughs) yeah it's like every female character that's brought in is just to be someone to be fucked Fucked. by you know and male on the show um and so that feels problematic and you just wish that there were like a few moments of like dorm friends well totally i mean even like like even i think about gilmore girls which is a show that was around this time Mm -hmm. that switched from high school to college it's like yeah does rory make a lot of college friends like no there's i mean like some people kind of squirrel in and out and Mm -hmm. she's got like roommates yeah but like it's mostly her in Paris, but like we do see her have to interact with other college people. Yeah. Like she's at the dining hall. Or even she, in her high school experience, there's like those other girls that aren't like main characters, but you know who they are, yeah, yeah. you know, um, which is what you kind of wish happened here yeah. where it's just like, oh, there's this rant, you know, there's Sarah. And it, and it seems to me like, I don't know, this would be an interesting thing to talk to production, mm-hmm. uh, someone who was in production about, because there's a part of me that's like, Gilmore Girls was filmed in LA. Mm. So it's easy. It's really easy to be like, oh, we need someone for a couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. That's like good. Or like, you know, mm-hmm. we need someone who like can, we can kind of rely on to come back right. ever for, you know, for a day or two every now and again. Mm-hmm. And like, when you have to fly people across the country, like that right. does start getting weird. But they you know? have local talent too. Sure, but I just, I just mean like characters. No, I totally I mean, get if, you. Like I hear you, but I'm just like I just dispute that because they were so committed to having so many male minor characters. I no no no. I hear you. I I'm not. I'm just saying like I wonder if that was a consideration mm-hmm. at all because like not about the female or male characters, just about the fact that they're like aren't that many there aren't that many side characters like at all. Like, yes, we have the majority of them are male, Mm -hmm. but like the most we have are the frat bros. Right. But I guess that's just my biggest problem is that like for the person that lives in the dorms, we didn't get any college friends. I agree. For a person who lives at his best friend's grandma's house, we got so many college friends, you know? Um, And so like, I don't know that it's no, I hear like, you. I just, I like won't forgive the show for that. You I know? don't think you should. Um, and like, you know, yeah. Extras with names and that come back. And, totally. Like, oh my God. So many. Totally. I just do wonder logistically if there were like, if those were any factors of problems. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, just out of curiosity, I don't think it, I'm not, it doesn't fix the problem. It's yeah. just out of curiosity. I wonder. Totally. Yeah. But yeah, it just boils down to when they sat down to be like, what is happens in our college experience? No one wrote down like, oh, there's dorm parties. Yeah. And like there's like impromptu shit. And there's like, I mean, like we've said to you guys a million times over, like we, you know, we had a schedule on Aaron's dorm room window or whatever, Mm. or like your door thing i mean it's just like of we, like the this is the tv shows we watch you just Please. sit around hanging out we yeah. never even saw a common room we never saw a meeting with her ra we never met the ra that's oh a perfect God. person to be a random character is yeah. the ra you know what was ra's name again antoinette antoinette yeah oh, yeah she, like she was cool i mean there's so many like just easy this is a random character yeah. that like 
is the same as polar bear, you right. know? Um, like we don't need like a whole backstory or even that many experiences with them, but like, uh, like, yeah. you know, this is what the dorms is like, you know? Totally. Totally. Um, because like, to be honest, like if you go to college, like living in the dorms is like probably, a, you know, an experience like more people than not have. And then, the I mean, experience that Jack has of living at a, his best friend's grandma's house, it it isn't. So, like, it's just such a weird, like, well, they it, wouldn't portray it in a way that feels authentic. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Is that, like, I wish that they could have portrayed that, like, maybe Jack and Jen have a problem making friends. And that's why Jen joins the frat, because they don't live on campus. Totally. And that's, like, that's the narrative I drew in my own head. Totally. And like, and my thing is like, you know, I, I went to college in the town I grew up in. Mm-hmm. It's like, I could have stayed home. My parents, yeah. my parents and I am, I am privileged enough to, and my parents thought it was important enough that they were like, if you go to UC Santa Cruz, you are not living with us. Yeah, like you're totally. going to stay in the dorms. You're going to have the dorm experience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. That was, that just doesn't I agree. Sense. Yeah, I think that you're right. I th- mm-hmm. the the writer the the sorry, the person who emailed us. I think they're right. Stephanie. Stephanie, that like um you know, it's it's a it's a missed opportunity. Definitely. 100%. Okay. So this one's from John. He's our biggest Andy stan. What's up, John? All right, John. <laughs> like no your sh- style, my <laughs> my friend. No shocker to throw this into the mix coming from me. Thoughts on if Audrey and Andy were on the show at the same time together? Dynamic storylines, justice for Andy. Wish we could have, wish she was in seasons five and six, even for just the occasional appearances versus the complete write off they went with. I mean, agreed. The fact that Jack doesn't ever even fucking mention that he's like going somewhere to see her or something, like, or yeah. talk to her the other day I know. is absolutely wild. It's bananas. Yeah. And they didn't bring her back for the hundredth episode, which was spring break, which is an easy way to have brought her back, you totally. know, because all of these kids don't go to college together. Like Audrey yeah. doesn't go to college with Jen and Jack, you know, totally. or Dawson. So, uh, it would have been an easy way to like for the 100th episode to bring her back, you know, a hundred percent. And I also think like, I think Audrey and Andy probably would have really gotten along. Like, I think that like, I think that like they kind of have a similar bubbliness, Mm -hmm. right. Whereas like Audrey's like maybe like, I think they would have brought out fun, interesting things in each other. You know what I mean? And like, I think that would have been really fun to watch. And like I said, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I, this the episode where jack is like studying Studying. so hard Mm -hmm. i like i felt her like i felt her absence deeply yeah where i was just like god we really miss andy on this show totally and i think like you know i agree justice for andy like i think that like the fact that they never figured out what to do to her and then with her and then wrote her off it's like Mm -hmm. such bullshit they need that extra energy totally I mean, Even with like, someone like Audrey around. Yeah, it's like the show's super committed to making some girl and Pacey fall in love and then destroying that character after they fall in love. Because we're going to see what happens to Audrey in season six. And it's like they didn't know what to do and it was a hot mess. Right. And seemingly know? they didn't know what to do with Joey. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. They didn't know what to do. So, you know, like th- that is what happened with Andy. So obviously, and it's such a missed opportunity because that like she is a well-written needed 
character in the show. And she's well acted. I mean, Meredith Monroe did a great job with that character. Totally. She's such a full character. Even from the fucking second she Mm -hmm. enters the screen, you're like, got it. Yeah, so, like... I think that Andy and Audrey, like, they could have done some cool stuff where, like, maybe they were, like, didn't like each other at first because they're too similar, Mm -hmm. you know? And that would have been really fun to see. Um, I also think it would have been a cool, like, trio of Joey, Andy, and Audrey, you know? like Totally. Like, in a dorm or something like that would have been a cool thing to see. I mean, you know, like, again, I like... I like busy Phillips and the character of Audrey has been a good, I think she's a great addition to the show. It's been a good addition, but like we also could have just had Andy be her roommate in the dorm too, you know? And so to have them write off Andy and then bring like a pretty similar character, it feels weird, especially when, you know, they still just brought another white blonde girl in. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, I'm not like I like busy Phillips and I like what she brings to the character, but like what a missed opportunity. And just to be like, Oh no, we're just bringing in another blonde, you know? <laughs> it, yeah. It's like, I don't know. It just feel it. It's, it doesn't feel special. Well, it feels just like they replaced. Yeah. Like you said, they replaced Andy's energy. And mm-hmm. instead of figuring out a way to bring her back to the show, they just were like, okay, well we'll get a new Andy. Yeah. And then we're going to make her would be with Pacey and like yeah. be friends with Joey. And for some reason, Joey's not mean to her, but she's mean to Jen. Right. We're definitely not going to explore that. But like, you know, <laughs> that's that. Um, and yep. so, yeah. But I think it would have been cool to see them together. And it's such a shame we didn't get, you know, any um, Andy Closure. guest stars. You know, I know she's in the, the finale, but like, you know. Yeah. We never got her, especially since we're supposed to assume she's in Boston, Boston at know, Harvard. Like yeah. at some point she goes to Boston. I mean, I could say the same about Drew too. Gosh. Yeah, no, totally. But Drew is less of a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not even on the same level, but there's so many people you wish that they had brought back. Totally. You know? Okay. This is from Jennifer. Um, with season five, I had the same problem with it 20 years ago. I feel like it started in season four, but sadly continued in season five. What I mean is backburning Pacey and giving Josh really barely anything to work with storylines. Charisma is great, but story would um, actually be nice. He had his own story in season two, and then they decided to have him fall in love with Joey in season three. While it's the best story the show ever did, and it saved season three, I also believe it hurt the character in subsequent seasons as he no longer had his own individual story for most of season three and season four and got caught in the toxic Dawson and Joey tornado. In season four, Pacey was a shell of his season one through three self. The story choices made were just depressing amen agreed um they had delved into his school family dawson if they had delved into his school family dawson depression issues maybe it would have been better but it seemed like it was just half-assed and used it as as an excuse to break pacey and joey up for season five the character had to be in boston to stay on the show but they didn't give him anything interesting to do the supporting characters for the restaurant weren't great or lasting they had him as the guy people went to for advice but not with an actual story while I like Audrey they just don't make sense to keep Josh in the scenes once Melanie Danny and Karen were gone 
I think the more realistic story would have been Pacey returning to Capeside after his summer. Maybe he'd go to Boston after Mitch died and everyone came back for the funeral. Maybe he'd be like, I got to get the fuck out of here and went to stay with Jen and Grams and get a job. I don't know, but it would have required planning and centering that character. I believe they stopped doing that in season four and it got worse in season five. I think the showrunners didn't plan properly for a non-college character. Of course, they could have solved that by just having him live with Graham, Jen, and Jack. Instead, he was essentially homeless the entire season. And it just got weird how the show addressed his living situation. And then Alex... That was supposed to be Miss Jacobs originally, from what I've heard. Clearly, they never cared, understood how problematic the story point was. Obviously. Yeah. When watching Dawson's Creek live back in the day, I always went to television without pity, a very pacey friendly site. The discussions on the forum were great, and they were the same when they are, as they are today. It's not that Pacey and Joey broke up. It's how it was handled, how Pacey was treated during season four and after the season five amnesia, romantic choices, Audrey, and jump back to Dawson and Joey. It was like, you want people to watch, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good question. What's great is 20 years later, the Dawson's Creek fandom, as I know it is still very Pacey friendly. I think therein lies the joy for me. Also, Jen is actually appreciated and loved. Amazing. So I agree with some of that and disagree with some of that. Because I think that actually, and and what I mean by that is like, I agree that like Pacey doesn't get very good Mm storylines. I think no one gets good storylines. They don't know what to do with any of these characters in season five. Literally all of them, except for the Dawson and Jen storyline, every other storyline is fucking stupid. Yeah. I think Dawson's arc the whole season is the best. It's like one of the best arcs we've gotten Seen. on the show of any of our characters, mm-hmm. you know, because for someone who has so much privilege, something really, really fucked up happened sure. to him in like in a way that would be so monumentally jarring. Totally. Because he, you know, the the most traumatic thing that happened to him was his parents getting divorced, which like is traumatic, but then they get back together. Right. So, like, and it's, and it's a trauma that a lot of people have gone through. And so like you, there's a lot of like, you can sound off on, yeah, you know, like, but none of his friends had divorced parents at the time, but, but like they get back together. Right. So the way the show is like, no, 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 but he's so privileged. His parents get back together. Right. <laughs> you know, One of the few. yeah, no, totally. And I think that like, and I agree with you. I think that Dawson has a great arc in season five, but like literally like, I, I mean, I like the restaurant. I like Pacey working at a restaurant. That feels really authentic to yeah. me that you would work at a restaurant. But the arcs are so weird but for that. The storytelling within that is fucking nutso. Yeah. And then like, yeah. And then, but I also think like Joey has terrible stories in season yes. five. Yeah. I mean like Audrey a lot of times gets sucked into someone's terrible story in season five. Mm -hmm. Jen's story in season five, with the exception of her dating Dawson is fucking awful. So sad. Yeah. And Jax is like, I mean, it's the, it's like maybe the second most interesting, Uh but like so much of it is him just like trying to like be a gay straight dude. Yeah. Like like, it's like, it's interesting, but not for what they dragged out of it (laughs) you know like I love this like I want to be a frat boy and they're accepting me and and being gay and also like that experience of like going to college and like being who you wanted to be like 
Jack just yourself, wanted yeah. to be like accepted as a Jack, not like the gay guy, you know, right. but we don't get that real actual journey for him. Yeah. We get like him, you know, joining this like toxic male space and then being rejected from it and then failing his classes. And it's not like then he, he finds space and what he wants like in a different community right like of course he has jen to fall back on and like we love that storyline but that's not part of the larger journey that he's supposed to be going on this season yeah um and so yeah and i i totally agree like the the joey pacey amnesia thing it's like no it's real it's it's real painful to watch at times you know like again because when we were watching it live we didn't see like the first half the of the first season. half of the season yeah so like we could only you know go off what they're telling us and they retcon everything right so like you know it it still felt weird but like you just like it i don't know like it wasn't the same way yeah no it, i mean it's true they do have a kind of amnesia around it and it's weird because it's like it doesn't have to be some big dramatic thing it, but like just acknowledge that these two people have dated like yeah. seriously for a long time we're in love like it's joey's longest relationship right. you know right pacey's longest relationship yeah. you know um and also that they did really fucked up things to each other, you know? Totally. I just, like, like they never they never once have talked about it yet. And yeah, like, they don't talk it through at all. Yeah, and that's yeah. such, like, a big problem, in my opinion, because, like, that just, like, how could you be friends then? <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, that is the whole I mean, point Joey's of- friends with a lot of people who do really... F- fucked up shit to her and yeah. who she does really well, fucked up not, shit to that's because she's like not really friends with it i know you know no i do i mean i i, I do think that's why castaways is such a phenomenal episode because we actually address it yeah we address how pacey's able to be friends with her and like what you know how he feels about her and then she as a result of him bringing it up she kind of like can delve into it too yeah which is a good you know it's obviously we're excited to get there in season six you know totally um, again we'll see how it feels <laughs> season six totally <laughs> okay this is from angela i can't believe you two are done with season five i remember watching this season first time around all those years ago in my college dorm with my college roommates the first go around i hated this season i hated the fact that they pretty much swept pacey joey relationship under the rug for um joey professor Joey, Charlie, and Pacey and Audrey. I was definitely saddened by Mitch dying, especially how close it was to 9-11. I know in other go-arounds of rewatches, I've come to liking some parts. The Pacey-Audrey relationship does get better, and those moments that Pacey and Joey have in the pool scene and the, quote, other Joeys still show that they always will be there for each other, romantically or not. I also wasn't a fan of the 100th episode. I love flashbacks, but it was all Dawson and Joey. Come on. <laughs> Even Jen and Jack would have been nice. <laughs> yeah, agreed. <laughs> like you two have said, it's been three years since those two, those two were boyfriend and girlfriend. Their college experience touched on some of the things we dealt with in college at ASU. Our dorms were not that big. I mean, I slept on a bunk bed and shared a bathroom with half the floor. But we did have an active Greek life at ASU. Mm. I didn't rush, but had friends that did. And it was all about parties, drinking, and hooking up. Also, the likelihood of Joey 
even quote knowing her professor is so out there (laughs) yeah that's true (laughs) (laughs) congratulations on finishing season five can't wait for season six to start are you what are you most looking forward to in season six Mm, thanks Angela thanks for writing to us yeah um I think in season six I'm are we're doing spoilers on this okay I am most looking forward to the fact that Dawson and Joey stop fucking talking to each other yeah yeah it's like, I mean, yes, there are, you know, Castaway's obviously great episode. I actually am really looking forward to absolutely obliterating that fucking No Doubt episode uh, and Love Lines. Like, yeah. can't wait to, like, just uh-huh. really sink my teeth into how fucking stupid those episodes are. I'm looking forward to Eddie. I love I I he's like polarizing. And like, I, I at this point, like, I don't like him because I, I like and pretty firm if someone just disappears from your life yeah they will like like we're not his apartment's empty no, like i, know, I remember I her opening the door yeah. and it being totally empty that person would be dead to me yeah. like i would never i like that would be i wouldn't feel safe right with that person if right. they could just up and leave and not tell you like yeah. i would never be able to feel safe with that person right so like you know I remember really liking him up until that point. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how, you know, I feel about him and then her choice to choose him over Pacey. Um, because I remember at the time I was being like, what? I know. <laughs> what? Like we were stunned. Yeah. Like stunned. Yeah, I remember you know? that. <laughs> like, because like he just left, you know, yeah. and his explanation wasn't even real. Like in my mind, well, no. I, nothing would have, like for me personally would have forgiven him like you know just so, didn't even call or leave a note or yeah anything. yeah totally um so like I don't know but he's polarizing in 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 the dms you know I'm a sure. lot of people really like him so I I, I, li- I really liked him at the beginning mm-hmm. I remember really liking him at the beginning yeah so I'm definitely excited to to um explore that relationship I I do I will say I do like that Joey gets a relationship, you know, that's like not Dawson or Pacey. Yeah. Yeah. And I also like, I'm really looking forward to the professor. I forget what Mm -hmm. his name is. Hudson. 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 Yeah. That like, cause I was a literature major Mm -hmm. and I was reading a lot of the books that she has to read Mm -hmm. in during that year. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I remember it being like, what's this guy's fucking deal? Yeah. And then, but I, but people hate him in like a way that I'm like, oh, this is going to be interesting. Like, I wonder, I know he's like not great. Like, and there's a bunch of storylines that happen revolving around him that are like, ugh. <laughs> I mean, at least she's not, they're not trying to fuck each other, but like, ugh. yeah. And so I remember that. So I'm like actually kind of looking forward to how I feel about him yeah. and like how I feel about that class. Totally. Like, sorry to people who don't care about books, but I'm going to nerd out like a <laughs> hundred times. I mean, and like Angela said, I, I do agree that it's so wild that she has like a lot of personal relationships with her professor, like so early on in her college experience, yeah. like, you know, like her freshman year, she's like, you know, no, like communicating a bunch outside of school with her her professor wilder that's so wild it's interesting because i had a i actually had a different experience which was a little bit similar i mean not that i Mm -hmm. not in a 
like relationship kind of way, but just that like I did know a lot of my professors, but that's because they knew my mom. Yeah. So like, and I look like my mom and yeah. I have the same last name as my mom. So if when I walked into a class and they like called roll or something and saw me, they would be like, are you Anne's daughter? Mm. And I would say, I would be like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Totally. So I, so it's weird. Cause like, I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. I, I do think that that's a correct assessment. Yeah. Particularly. I don't know. That's, I mean, I don't know how big Worthington's supposed to be, but if it's a big school, then there's no fucking way. I mean, freshman year, it's like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I knew, a, like I said, like, I knew a couple of them, but that was because they yeah, knew Yeah, it's like, obviously, as you get older and the classes get smaller, duh, sure. but like, I don't know, it's like weird. And yeah. then like, also, the teachers will have established relationships with students that they've had before, and you're right. new, you know, right. regardless no, totally. of the class size. So, I don't know, it's, that's... No, totally so wild but yeah like her college joey's college experience we don't really get into it we don't see her yeah we see we see her have like one class Mm -hmm. each year yeah like presumably she has others but which is fine because the high school experience we didn't really see her have her classes but you know that the experience of high school is still like hanging out with your friends, all the angst, doing mm-hmm. the homework, studying and stuff like that. And like with Joey, it, it was just like studying and, and that was it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, then, the, and then like being weird with professor Wilder. Yeah. And then when Audrey would finally drag her out, they would like end up in these situations that like, it just was weird to wrap my head around. Yeah, you I agree. know, it's like, where, where are the dorm parties, you know, totally. Like, where is just like the hanging out, you know, totally. Especially since Aud- Joey is so committed to studying, we should have seen more of the dorm room, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. This is from Grania. Um, as always, thanks for a great podcast. Loving it as always. Um, thank you. I'm behind not, <laughs> I am behind due to not having time to chill and listen, but trying to make it through the rest of the podcast episodes. Obviously one of my favorite parts of season five and six is Audrey, such a breath of fresh air. Not going to lie. Mitch dying was horribly sad as a person that lost a parent as a teenager, younger than Dawson, but still a teen. It was awful. Oof. It's a pivotal at any age we lose a parent, but it was really simply kills you when you're that young. Mm-hmm. Um, one issue with being young when your parent dies is you're in your selfish years Mm -hmm. all you want to do is spend time with your friends and be out and not at home I didn't realize that shit I might end up be making memories or or asking questions Mm -hmm. you um you haven't even thought about your parents and your future it's all (laughs) about yourself and your future and what you're going to be doing a sudden death with a special edge to it because of having no time to prep for losing a huge part of yourself. Dawson rejecting Joey's support. I've actually witnessed firsthand. My ex rejected um, his best friend when his other best friend died by suicide. Mm. So he just turned to other people and kept the closer people at arm's length. Mm -hmm. I always believed that this was his coping mechanism for pain of having a living person that shared the majority of your friendship memories about another friend that had passed was too daunting and exposing for him. I also agree with you two saying Joey and Dawson hadn't at this stage fixed their friendship. It was still up in the air 
and Dawson was very, very lost. So turning to Jen for comfort, I think, made sense. I also think she was the right person to lose his virginity to in season five. Same. Ideally, it would have been Gretchen in season four, mm-hmm. but that gravy train sailed on that one. And like, I don't know if I would have want that for Gretchen. Yeah, that's true. You that's know? true. Um, but I, I definitely thought it was going to happen with Gretchen when I when season four was airing. Uh, same. I hope at least Dawson and her did everything but, haha. <laughs> I think Jack's storyline could have been deeper developed, not in a Sunday special kind of way. I'm on the fence with Professor Wilder. I love him as an actor. Veronica sure. Mars, I'm watching you. Um, really, it is, is it necessary for Joey to have a flirtatious, borderline creep relationship with him? Thank God he didn't come off that creepy compared to how some could have played that role. But I don't know. I'm not into every teacher basically trying to rape a main character. And then having a profound breakthrough of my own, I kind of messed up in my opinion. I like Jen just having fun being a DJ at the college radio. Very Jen of her. I like Pacey striking out on his own, cooking and getting his best to get out get over joey i love when pacey gets to be creative and it's super hot him being a chef Mm. and and when he went sailing Mm -hmm. like fuck conservative norms and be a deckhand or a chef it's hard work hard honest work it doesn't make him stupid like they try to portray these technical quote unskilled labor jobs as unworthy um Pacey lasted longer as a deckhand and a chef than Dawson did as a film school, and that's his entire life <laughs> ambition. My question that miss my question, what missed opportunities do you think the writers had with our main gang? Oh my god. I don't know if I can even go into how many missed opportunities. <laughs> I feel like there's so many. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I I agree with you. I love Pacey as a chef. I love him as a deckhand. I think also Dawson, like having more of an existential crisis around film, Mm -hmm. like, you know, he was already in a kind of weird place in their senior year around film, you know, starting in their junior year around film. And so like, give him an existential crisis, let or let him find a way back to it in some interesting way. I mean, I think we saw that in season five, where he like goes to like a smaller film school and, like you know, is able to find his way back into it. Right. But the, like, I guess the storyline with why he like gets in on the movie with Oliver was a little clunky. I wish it was done better. Definitely. Yeah. But and and then, you know, Joey, like having a real storyline. I agree. Like, why does she have to be with her professor? Why is it the professor? Like, there's no one in this fucking college that mm-hmm. like, you know, tickles her fancy like. I mean, there's this part of me that's like, this was before Gilmore Girls got to college, but like, you know, Rory starts dating some like extremely rich guy, you know, what if that for Joey? And then Mm -hmm. you have to deal with the actual shit that Joey's put up with by, from rich people. And then also her like weirdo, like thing about rich people. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I would have like, I just would have loved to not have a Joey romance centered season you know sure um because like there wasn't a romance for jen in season four so like we know that these this can exist in the realm of dawson's creek and it would have been more of her search for identity because like i just think it would be so hard to go from a place where like everyone knows your backstory and judges you for it and then you get to go to a place where people don't know your backstory and you can like and like how to grapple with like well then who are you and in what ways do you share your backstory like because you have so much trauma about people knowing that about you yeah and like i think that that would have like 
been so much more compelling of like, well, who am I when Dawson's not dating me, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. when Dawson's in love with Jen, you know, who am I when I'm not his number one? Who am I when like, no one knows my dad was in jail (laughs) or like that my mom, you know, or that Mm -hmm. like my mom dying of cancer is actually seen as something that like I should be treated with tenderness and love and empathy and care, you know, in a way in which she didn't get in her hometown of Cape side. It was like something that was like, for some reason was a bad thing about her life, you know, Mm -hmm. something to like look down upon her at, you know, um, which like, I just like, if, you know, like when someone tells you they lost a parent when we were in college, when people would tell us that I was like, Oh my God, that sounds like really horrific. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, how traumatic. Um, and so like, she could have been able to reconcile more. And then also just like her general search for identity, which is like what we're doing as teenagers. And young adults. And yeah, I mean, I mean and adults. Life, but like, you <laughs> <Yeah>. know. <laughs> totally. And I think like, I, I mean, I, I think, you know, that's interesting. And I like the idea of maybe no bromance for Joey. Mm-hmm. Or just a little bit of like, she gets to just kind of like. Like make out at a party when she's, you know, drunk totally. or, you know, still sober too. But like, you know, just like, just. It's, learn it's that like, it doesn't, learn that just learn kissing Learn that a kiss someone, is just a kiss. Exactly. Exactly. And then also that like, you know, she gets to have like a college experience. And Mm -hmm. I think that like, it's so interesting because it feels like I think in season six, we get it a little more of like a quote unquote college experience. Like Mm -hmm. she does have a little bit more of that. Yeah. And like, to me, like, I do think season six is better, the better for it. But also like, you know, yeah, exploring herself and like, sure she has this like net group of friends this core group of friends but like that she gets to kind of branch out a little bit and like that is what's nice is that Mm -hmm. like you get to kind of try on new things and new aspects of your personality and be like okay what do I what do I like what do I how do I behave how do I what do I want to do in this situation that kind of stuff I think that's really interesting and I think like you know I think what holds her back too is that like none of her friends call her out on her shit like kind of ever and so she doesn't change. And like mm-hmm. that does hold her back. Definitely. Yeah. So. And I just think about how like Joe, Jen broke up with Dawson for like almost like a, in a very similar way that she did the first time, I know. you know? Yeah. And it's such a parallel and you can see how like in her, you know, in her regrets that we knew she had about breaking up with him in season one and like that she season explored. Yeah. Isn't they break up in season one. And then she explores. Oh, Jen. Jen. Sorry. Yeah. I thought you meant Joey. And then, you know, and Jen explores like her wanting him back and having regrets in season two. And then like she, fi- and they do the work on their friendship and then they finally get together. And then she's kind of like, I don't know. I, I kind of was right. Like, you know, yeah. like, I don't like, I don't really like this. This isn't what I want, yeah. you know? And like, you know, Joey, I felt like broke up with Dawson for the first time for a good reason. She's like, I don't know where you ended when I, where I began. Yeah. And she's still, we're still in it. She still hasn't even given it a thought. Like she, it came out of her mouth and then like, she didn't explore that, you know? And I just like, I've always wanted that exploration for her of like, where, where is Dawson in your life? You know, Mm -hmm. where does he end and you begin, you know, Mm -hmm. are you the one who has to be number one at all times? Okay. But then you need to be together, you know, and you need to, if that's what you think, then you have to break up with whoever you're with and make the time to be with that person then, you know, because it's not fair for you to ask Dawson 
that you're the number one (laughs) and then like not be like in a romantic thing with him uh i don't know like there's a part of me that thinks that like people not in romantic situations can be number one to each other even when they are in romantic situations with other people but like not all the time Mm -hmm. like i think that friendship is extremely important and i think that like and i think that like there are times that your friends do have to be number one, even if you're in a romantic partnership with someone. The problem with Dawson and Joey is that it seems like it's an all the time thing. Is yeah. that like, and and what we saw in season four is like when she's with Pacey, Dawson always comes first. Dawson's mm-hmm. thoughts and feelings and issues always come mm-hmm. first. And that's where I find the problem. I don't have yeah. a problem that sometimes Joey puts Dawson first. Definitely not. I think that sometimes she should sometimes. I mean, I don't know. I, I think he was so toxic in season three. I don't know why she talks to him, but I mean, in the context of the show, I think, you know, you know, I can't think of a time in season four where she should have put Dawson first though. Right. I, I mean, I agree with that. It's I like, don't think that they, they had like, a storyline where sure, she should have. When his dad dies, she needs to be there for him and right. like prioritize him. So if she were dating someone else at the time yes. to be like, I'm sorry, I have to like, you yeah, know. totally. But like, you know, the way in which she wants to be in his life, it's it's just not fair to Dawson. I agree. That, like, they don't just then date, you know? Um, and like, and then alternatively, she just wants to hold that over him so that they can have this weird like toxicity. Uh, yeah. And like, you know, I, I think like, to be honest, like by the time the show ends, Joey's my least favorite character, you know? And like, I like Dawson more than her. And so... It's, I don't agree with that. <laughs> I don't feel the same way. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's, it's hard because like, I just, I like, you just see how like wild she can be, you know? Um, and like, I don't know. Uh, it's hard to watch, you know? It's, I think it's and, hard like, to I watch think them. that if we yeah. had had like a more journey of, of who she is and who she wanted to be and who college Joey was right. like, because like, Dawson got his dream in film school. She's getting her. She mentioned it a few times in season five. This is my dream. Right. But like, like, what does that look like to you, Joey? Well, and also like, what's the next dream? Cause now you've achieved this. So mm-hmm. like, what's next? Like, mm-hmm. what's the next thing you're aiming for? And not that we always have to be aiming for something. Like, I don't think that that's true. Well, it's just not a like, fully explored thought. She's like, this is my dream. And I'm like, what is your dream being in college? Right. You know, I mean, yeah, because I don't I don't know how to answer that because we're not we don't get an answer. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like like, you know, it's like it maybe if we could be like, oh, this is what I always thought it was like these amazing discussions where I'm like, people see me as smart. People are like, respect my opinion, blah, blah, blah. But what we saw from the experience was like her professor being a total piece of shit to her and like not respecting her opinions and not encouraging her to participate in the debates and stuff like that. Sure. Um, So it's like, what is your what exactly is your dream? you know (laughs) okay this is from Lydia um while Julia has been tracking the great coats of Joey Potter throughout season five I have been keeping an eye on the great pajamas of Jen Lindley Mm. the sudden addition of pajamas to her everyday wardrobe was so striking that my sister and I would squeal whenever we saw them make an (laughs) appearance appearance while we were watching through the show for the first time this year It seems to us like the PJs indicate a softer side of Jen's character, Mm. that she often presents herself in the 
show. Our theory is that Pajama Jen emerges in season five to represent the continuation of the healing process that sets out in season four, going to therapy, confronting her father. Mm. As she begins to work on her childhood trauma, she feels safer to let her inner child come out to play in matching colorful pajama sets, of course. I'd love to hear your thoughts on Jen's um, sartorial choices in the college years. I think that that's a great note. Um, She does have great pajamas. You're correct. Um, Also, I want to say that, like, at this time, I feel like pajama pants, and perhaps this was just a California thing, were, like, such a big deal. Like, I I went a lot of public places in pajama pants Mm -hmm. that I think about now, and I'm like, God, we just really did that. Like, we just really thought, like, we should just go there in pajama pants. Yeah, someone was saying that on Twitter about how millennials, and maybe it was just, like, a post-9-11 thing or whatever, but, like, it kind of changed the way in which you were, like, oh, someone could have a messy bun and pajama pants and still look fucking fly, you know? Yeah, although I will say my one of my best friends went to school in Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. um, and I remember her telling me once, she was like, Julia, she was like, I went to, she goes, breakfast ends at fucking eight or something like Yikes. that. And she goes, and I, there was one day where I like got up late and I went to, I like had to run to breakfast to like get it, get there in time. And I was in like pajama pants and, you know, a messy bun, <laughs> like obviously. And everyone thought I was like sick or dying. They're like, oh my God, are you okay? Because like all these, it was all Get East Coast people. Ready before that? They all got ready for breakfast. Like 7 a.m. Dude, East Coast people. Is that true? Do you, I mean, I, I'm like, my mind, I remember being like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Oh my you? God. Seriously? <laughs> I never once went to breakfast at Porter in anything but pajama pants, I think. I doubt I did. I doubtful. Yeah, super doubtful. Mm -hmm. Unless you were like going on a plane right after. But I used to fly on planes in pajama pants. Oh, okay. Like, I remember a lot of people would Mm. like go in pajama pants on planes. Mm. I would have never done that. I mean, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So anyway, yeah, I, I was when she emailed me that I was watching and um, when Jen and Jack are talking about her calling her mom. Yeah, her yeah, parents, yeah. She's in pajamas. She's in pajamas, and I was like, oh, it is true. She wears pajamas a lot. You know, I think we were like in a space where that was happening a lot. Mm-hmm. But like, also, and I do think that's a cool choice for Jen. You know, I that agree. She's like. No, I come from a place where, like, I wasn't allowed to, like, dress, be casual. Be casual. I couldn't dress up, you know. Mm-hmm. And she tells all these, like, horrific stories of her childhood. Yeah. Um, or lack thereof, you know. Yeah. And and to see her being like, oh, this is the way in which I'm going to yeah. be, like, college gen. And I, I've always liked that for her, like, these subtle choices that happen where, like, she gets to go to college and not be, like the girl who was raped at 12, you know, like the slutty Jen, yeah, yeah, the yeah. one who's escaped from New York. She gets to just be Jen from Cape side, mm-hmm. which is the person who she wants to be not like the one with this sordid past, yeah. which like they, they subtly make that choice. And maybe it's Michelle Williams more, mm-hmm. but because we don't get that from Joey, it feels like I'm grasping at straws with Jen, you yeah. know, of like how she has like this tragic past where she's like, oh, I get this weird opportunity to be Start who I want to be. Over. And like, what do I want? Do I want to like fuck yeah. this hot guy, Charlie? Do I want to fuck like Dawson? Like, yeah. what, what does this look like for me? 
Totally. Um, so I think that that's definitely interesting. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, cool. thank you everyone. Uh, yeah. I think there's some more, but maybe we'll do another one. Um, uh, yeah, but thank you everyone for listening. Season five. Yeah. It's definitely like a, a time, a not watched season yeah. or not discussed season. So maybe that's why we also enjoyed it. Cause you know, yeah, we all kind of ignore it. Yeah. And it's kind of feels fresh and like, Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. This episode, I totally right, forgot right. about that. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. There's a car scene without, I didn't oh, forget gosh. that. I definitely didn't, I didn't forget, forget that. that at all. Like seared in my mind, yeah. you know, but like racing in that. Porsche. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's like the, you know, these scenes that are like, Oh, I didn't remember that. Or yeah, even yeah. just like, they never talk about Joey getting robbed again, but they like, they talk about they it do like a couple of times, three times. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. not never. We're, we're a little wrong, but not totally wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's a real reason why we don't remember them yeah. talking about it because it pretty much doesn't happen. Pretty much doesn't matter. Uh, it's pretty much a, a zero. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So that's weird. And like, you know, I, I think that there are so many missed opportunities, but I feel that way about Dawson's Creek on the whole. Um, totally. And like, yeah it you know you're just you can't help but be like what were you thinking to be like joey and pacey like are just totally done never talk about anything yeah i don't know that's like it feels like such a tough sale sell to me i agree you know i mean and then you know and and piggybacking on that like the fact that it's like dawson and jen he they only exist so dawson could fuck her right it's kind of what they're telling you know or like kind of like this yeah. This like thing where it's like and even like when he kind of reconciles what Gretchen was he was like I fell in love and that was amazing you know right and it kind of seems like still is like a a vehicle for him in his like ultimate goal of being with Joey yeah you know and like you know that that's all obviously the show's fault for you know having this narrative totally but I think that's why we're looking forward to season six because they like they finally like you know, get their chance. And I think like, there's a lot of the sort of like irritating parts of the show that get dropped away in season six. Mm -hmm. Not saying that season six is a masterpiece. It's not, but like a lot of the like shits that we've been waiting through in season five kind of like goes away. I totally agree. Particularly Dawson and Joey. Particularly Dawson and Joey. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, why the series finale of like who will she choose and you're just like the whole time of like oh god <laughs> if she chooses dawson like what are we gonna do never watch the show again i know yeah i think that the, it would have died like yeah. it would have been one of those shows you're like oh yeah i remember that totally yeah or you're like just watch season three and don't watch anything <laughs> yeah, else yeah totally you know yeah um but yeah I, I think season six i i think you know i'm excited for Dawson and Joey to like give it a go and then realize that it was a total hot mess you know I'm I'm definitely excited for that and I will tell everyone uh at some point in season six yeah yeah when he when he dies to me it's coming you know and I'm yeah and like I think there's gonna be some good moments I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about it. I mean, obviously Jack gets a boyfriend, so that's cool. Yeah, I'm excited and- to relive us living together mm-hmm. in that house we live or the apartment we lived in. Um, you know, we were we were in interesting spots in our lives when we first watched this show and Totally. So Totally. Yeah. So This season, I mean, this season 6, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, I'm 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 ready. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. 
I don't feel the same way I feel about season four ending. No, I'm I'm not yeah. like oh my fucking god, thank God. Yeah. But I'm like I'm ready to move. I'm ready to yeah. To go I still on. maintain twenty two episodes is twenty three episodes is too, too many. Much. Too yeah. many. You can yep. do a tight sixteen. You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know that's the only part that's a little bit like yeah, it's yeah. too long. <laughs> but uh, other than that, yeah, it's been a fine yeah fine ride. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you everyone for being here. Yeah. Making space. Season totally. five, man. Totally. We're looking forward to season six. Um, you know, if you have any theories, questions, comments. Oh, and what are we gonna do? We're gonna talk about our relationship with um media that has problems, you know. Yeah, like, art and uh, artists. So, mm-hmm. you know, talking about it kind of got the inspiration from Busy Phillips's memoir mm-hmm. where she talks about what a horror show it was to work on Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. Which is a stunning piece of media, and yeah. and how do we as consumers of media, um, how do we you know sort of reconcile reconcile those things? So a few of the topics that I have um, listed are Celine Dion, mm-hmm. Woody Allen, Celine Dion and her husband, yeah. and her husband, yeah, Who she sh- met when she was twelve. Uh huh. Yeah. The Shining slash Shelley Duvall. Mm-hmm. Um, Last Tango in Paris, uh, which is famously terrible for um, the woman um, whose name I will know by the time we talk about it. Mm. Um, R. Kelly, Alfred Hitchcock, Kesha. Buffy. Um, oh, Buffy. Yep. Uh, so, you know, we'll we'll have some good conversations about, you know, some of these art and artists. I mean, in 2002, or when this season six airs is when the pianist comes out doesn't it doesn't roman polanski win the oscar for best director in 2003 um possibly you know that's so he was in his 40s when he raped a 13 year old yeah um so yeah so those are the to maintain she she consented yeah so those are the things that we're going to talk about um a little bit of and you know those are all sorts of different shades yeah on the spectrum and so um that's my that's that's i think gonna be our post. yeah one thing i've been noticing on our patreon film club is like how many movies have like you know a harvey weinstein or yep. like you know some kind of person involved like a the director or the writer or the producer or, or an actor mm-hmm. that you know has like some r- you know, and the bar in Hollywood is like pretty high to be <laughs> fucked up. And like people are so many are fucked up. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's like, it's like the, the bar in Hollywood is like raping 14 year olds. Right. Like you can like, still get an Oscar for that. Yeah. But you just can't come accept the Oscar in the U S right. You know, but like, yeah. And so I don't know. It's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's kind of fucked up. Like how much media has this pervasive toxicity, you know, on the creation level. Yeah. Um, and you know, the art level. So, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I hope that's an interesting conversation and please, if you have thoughts about some of that stuff, let us know. Um, but we'll, as we get into it, you know, you'll kind of see what we're going to talk about and how we're going to talk about it. And, um, you can yeah. join us. And if you have any thoughts, email us now, Dawson's yeah. critique at gmail.com. Woo. Yeah. Or on season six, email us Dawson's critique at gmail.com. Because we're going to get into it. We are going to get into it. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you, everyone, for being here. Mm-hmm. We hope you all are staying safe. You know, I don't know. It's a wild, wild time to be alive. Yeah. And, like, you know, 
you're doing it. You're living it. That's so amazing. You know, yeah. just like counter blessings when we get up every day, <laughs> um, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Make sure you're registered to vote, please. Yep. It's like 20, I'm not ready for the midterms, but. But they're coming no matter if we're ready or not. They're here. So that's interesting. And I think it's a presidential election year in Mexico too. So there'll be okay. a interesting, um, you know, that's our neighbors. Mm-hmm. So that that's completely relevant to the U.S. experience, whether Americans want to admit that or not, you know. Um, yeah. So. We are excited for season six and we hope to see you there with us. Um, Black Lives Matter, defund the police, stop Asian hate, honor our treaties. Water is life. Like, what are you going to do without clean water? Mm. Um, Looking at you, Phoenix. (laughs) Like, Why are we growing there? Um, (laughs) We stand with all labor movements to protect the rights of the working class. Police unions are not late true unions they work against the working class um abortion is pro-life medicare for all yep gosh what else do we need student debt relief student debt forgiveness forgiveness yeah (laughs) yeah I mean, you know, like I shouldn't say it because we get in trouble when we talk about the military but it's like the only place you get like actual forgiveness yeah well it's hard to like not see the reason why we don't have tuition free college is because it's an incentive for the military's Mm. recruitment you know Mm -hmm. um if they it's one of the biggest incentives it's one thing that people talk about the most so it's how my grandfather went to college yeah, yeah so if that incentive is eliminated you know you can't help but feel one of the biggest reasons why we don't have free college in the u.s is because our obsession with the military um I honor our troops and like I know people join the military for all different reasons but like that is one of the biggest recruitment tactics yep. of the military whether or not your personal choice for joining the military is different or not. Yep. Um yeah, so you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Dawson's Critique. You should email us, dawsonscritique at gmail.com. We want to shout out our boy Kilia for making our theme song. You can find him on Instagram at gofreakingcrazy. You can follow my finsta at Aaron.hensley. We have merch. I probably put some new stuff up by the time you <laughs> are listening to this. Uh, bit.ly slash Dawson's Critique. Uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Dawson's Critique. And as always, you can order our book, I Remember Everything, Life Lessons from Dawson's Creek, available wherever you get your books. Let's shout out uh, uh, the Raven Bookstore in Lawrence, Kansas. I can't remember if I've done that one before or not, but... It's what I'm thinking about. Cool. They're pretty rad. Uh, bookstore, you can order our book on their website or go in and request it if you live in or around Lawrence, Kansas. Cool. There you go. Um, please like and subscribe, write a review wherever it is you get your podcasts. Thank you so much to those of you who have. It helps us immensely when you do. You can find me online at Pesty1079 on Twitter and Instagram. We'd like to thank you all for being here, and we hope you have a lovely week. We'll see you with season six. Yeah. I don't want to wait for our lives to be over I want to go right now